0: Hi, listeners and watchers. This is the uh, Steve Perriman podcast restarting up for this new season. Thank you for tuning in. Um, as ever, we have Howard with us. Hi, Howard. Hi, Steve. Hi, Tom. Yeah, welcome. And Tom, how are you, Tom? Steve, Hyatt. very well thank you how are you good 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 thank you so i hope you've not got too burnt during this hot summer of ours and um and i'm sure that we're all pleased to be back in this uh football season so it's been a a, a trying summer isn't it with regard to that with uh harry gate and all sorts of intrigue going on at the club our italian connection paratici uh the owner um, of course, innocent until proven guilty, with regard to um, insider training. All we needed was Ivan Tony on our books, and we'd have had a set. <laughs> but uh, but there you go. So our still our good name still exists. So I'm just going to say a few words. Um, I'd like to remind you, faithful listeners, that Howard has Parkinson's. And although he is doing really well, considering he was diagnosed over 11 years ago, sometimes his ability ability to think on his feet is not as swift as it used to be. And by the way, my feet aren't as as swift as they used to be either. So listeners of my age might remember Letter from America by Alistair Cook on Radio 4. Well, this is a letter from Howard. On you go, Howard. Thank you.
1: So here we are again, over and over after more than 20 years, still doing the same thing. It is said that to repeat an operation day after day, expecting the same, same response would be insanity. And yet, surprise, surprise, Daniel Heavy comes along doing the same. Daniel Sachs or encourages managers to leave after a bad run of results. The difference this time is that we all know very little of the new manager, so we listen carefully for hints, tips, anything that we can cling on to cling on to. Believe me, I'm exactly the same as everyone else. I will pray, swear to be a good boy. Be land on, on all fours. Do anything you want if you'll help if it will lead us to the promised land of the Champions League. Ah, here you say, this time it's different. Surely this manager who no one had heard of a few weeks ago, he will be the one. The other day, my son, also known as manager of AFC Richmond, got a call from an Australian friend who was was very involved with football over there. He told Brett that he was absolutely thrilled at Angie's appointment and considered him to be, bar none, the best manager he'd ever met. Working from these ramblings, I decided to go to a few notes to look at our major enemies and see where they are going compared to us. Over the last 20 years, we have got through enough managers to sink a battleship. If Angie wins anything, that would be fantastic. As usual, I will pray, live in hope, etc., etc. Meanwhile, Arsenal finished second last season, and everyone seems to feel they may well go on and win the league this season. To have a strong chance of winning the league, a manager would do would go straight out and sign the few managers that could improve his team. This is what Arteta has done, and his new signings cost twice as much as ours. The other big clubs all have done exactly the same thing. They have bought more players. The real problem is not that that we or they never bought enough players. We certainly did. But they weren't very good. In financial terms, this is where we've lost so much value, buying the wrong players. Our brief moment of opportunity, I believe, came when, by some miracle, we got through to the Champions League final against Liverpool. In my opinion... It was at this moment in time that Daniel should have sat down with our then-manager, Pochettino, who was loved by the fans and players alike, and asked him what he needed for us to move the club forward. What actually happened was to offer just enough money to buy some not-so-high-quality players, and within a few months of the final, he had sacked Posh. The romantic side of me wants a club where a new player would be made to feel at home, learn some of the club's history, and take the club forward, not backwards. While Spurs have moved ever lesser, let's look at the big clubs around us. When I was growing up, the big five were always the same. United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs, and Everton. Everton lost them at position and Chelsea took their place when Robin Baronovich's money came into play. Now the big sum at the start, the big clubs at the start of this season are six. City, owned by Sheikh Mansour. United owned by the Glazer family, Chelsea, now owned by vast American funds. This year alone they've spent around a billion. Arsenal, also owned by American interests. Newcastle, owned by Saudi Arabia. And Liverpool, owned by US sports interests. I can't see any of these owners getting bored with their toy anytime soon. So where do we come in this? We've moved so far behind these clubs. Is it possible for us to finish higher than seventh this season?
0: Well, we'll discuss that later, Howard, if you don't mind. Where do Mm -hmm. we think we're going to finish? So bear that in mind, Tom. So thank you for that, Howard. That's a, like an overview of where we where we sit. Um. Yeah. So, Howard, we're gonna. I'm gonna start with you again. Yeah. So, where where do you see us now that Harry's left? What's your feelings about Harry, and where we're going from here? Um, where we go from here, clearly. Daniel has come across
1: Ange and he thinks he's a good guy. And I must say, everything I hear him say, speak when he does, you know, match interviews or pretty much interviews. He, he, I, I like what he says and I like the way he says it. He looks like a good guy. He looks he also believes to be very tough with the players he'll, when it's time to pat them on the back. He'll have them on, pat, pat, pat them on the back when they stay on the line. He'll he will take care of it. So I think we, we yeah. accident, not quite by accident, probably the last name is left on the list. Daniel's picked a manager who could be the answer. Yeah. But will he be the answer? What I've just said suggests it doesn't matter who you appoint. They're always going to be put in that position unless until until Daniel goes. And until something good.
0: changes. That's that's your point. That's it, yeah. Until something changes. Yeah. And Harry, do you think Harry deserves to go? Deserve to go?
1: Harry, from a personal point of view, of course, Harry has always been straight, straight with the club, straight with the players, straight with the spectators. He's been an amazing servant of the club twice before he could easily have gone and this time he's waited for the only thing I'd say is he could have gone, could have said at the beginning of the, the close season um but basically he's been a great servant to the club we love having him around and gotta, yeah. gotta be positive for him
0: absolutely he de- he deserves it Howard yeah. yeah Tom Tom welcome so uh your
2: thoughts of Harry we're gonna miss him so much I think um you know he's been the the best thing about going to watch Spurs for the last um last few years certainly like during a period of very defensive football that we've had he was still able to score 30 goals last season in um in 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 a team that um just didn't really create create much going forward on a regular basis so um and before that you know I mean I think you know one of my favourite Harry Kane periods though I guess was was almost like his early early days when like you just didn't know what you're gonna get yeah we, it was all a bit unknown and and suddenly yeah. he just came out of nowhere and exploded onto the scene and um and it, and it became a kind of uh it was interesting just to see how long it would last for you know he was scoring all sorts of goals he was showing up at big games and um and had this fearless kind of factor about him which um which you just wondered you know how sustainable it would be how long before other clubs worked it out you know one season wonder uh, was 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 obviously the song, and um, and he just carried on doing it, and I, I I can't remember seeing a more consistent goal scorer, um, or score yeah as well as being a scorer of great goals, um, in in my lifetime, uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure to watch him play for for our club. Um, yeah. I was holding out hope that he he would stay for another year. You know, I I kind of I like to watch my team play i like to watch the best players play for my team i spend a lot of time and money going to going to watch them and um you know i want to uh to, to yeah he's one of the players that you've you're happy to pay to to watch because he's he's, yeah. he's world class and he's um and he has been just wonderful for us um and i was hoping for another year from him before uh you know probably say goodbye next summer you know even if you know just getting that money doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna invest it wisely. Equally not my money. I'm not gonna see it. You know, I'd, I'd I'd like to have another year taking my lad to see to see Harry Kane play for Spurs. But um he's gone and you know, you immediately begin looking at the the ramifications and um and certainly the bright side, you know try to look on the bright side, try and think, okay, well, you know, we've got a, a manager now that wants to play attacking football. There's hopefully going to be, you know, it would have been nice to have seen him at the end of an attacking team yeah. and and you could have scored an unreal amount of goals this season i think looking at the way we we're playing in pre-season but um you know i think we've got uh yeah i'm sure we'll come on to the game in a minute but i thought the the brentford game as well as the pre-season games have shown a lot of encouragement in terms of how the team as a whole is going to play and not just yeah. uh how it's been over the last couple of years which has been you know play a pretty defensive low block and sure. uh, see what happens up front
0: good Okay, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can uh, relate to what you both said there. Howard's overview, your specific view of, of Harry, again with Howard. Um, so if I can put my penith in, um, people would say to me, Steve, why didn't you move on? Well, none of us are in the same position. None of us are built the same way or think the same way. Um, I am going to use it to highlight homegrown ability again. Best player, Glenn Hoddle, technical player I've played with. Best captain I've played under is me. I think that's biased somewhat. And, And the top goal scorer, Harry, all homegrown. So please don't undersell, undervalue homegrown players, please. So why didn't I move? Well, okay, I wasn't at the level of Harry, but I had other assets. And I felt that the environment was so right for me and for my game. Why move on? Because actually, when you move on, you move house, you move district, you move schools, you move this, you move that. The environment may not be the same that was the environment that helped you be a, a good professional, a good player a good servant to your club and value for money for your club. So from the other point of view though, when it was all over, I did venture with Aussie to Japan. And I've said this so many times in the past, people said to me, when you work abroad, Steve, you will get such a surge of energy. And that's exactly how it worked out. And it's no bad thing that you go and sample a new culture you bring your children up, speak in a foreign language, so there's lots of good things about this. In no way am I putting myself along myself alongside Harry, but there are similarities between our service, our length of service, um not in goals, unfortunately, although I think I've said before that I have a goal scoring record, and um so yeah, I wish him well, and um I just hope that he doesn't. He doesn't rue the day when he, when he, if, if and when he realises that the environment that he's gone to is not the same environment that he's just left to enable him to be the player that he's shown us already. And um, I hope he wins trophies, but of course, I hope we win trophies more. So we started to talk there about uh, Ange, the manager. I'm not going to attempt the... Uh, I'm not going to attempt the surname. So I think that this man is believable. I think you mentioned it, Howard. I think he's believable. He holds himself correctly. He's not here for the sake of it. He's got a clarity, a purpose, and a manner about him. That's how I see him so far. Any comments from either of you, particularly you, Tom,
2: about uh, Ange? I think um, he's coming across, he's, he's ticking, ticking boxes left, right and centre. I haven't heard anyone uh, have a bad word to say about him so far um, since he's been appointed. I think um, there was a, obviously a lot of uh, slight bit of scepticism when 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 he was appointed, but I think he, yeah, given some of the names we've been linked to before, but um, I think every interview he's done, um, the feedback we've had from fans of other clubs, like Howard mentioned earlier, um, the... Comments he had from from Australia, um, you know the, the the fact the Celtic fans were absolutely gutted to lose him. Um, yeah, very much. So. Every, every, everything, and, and then just the words yeah, he yeah. says and the way he's handled every bit of, um, yeah, he, he's he's had a hell of a kind of start to life at Spurs. He's he's, he's had to deal with the hurricane saga throughout, you know, since day one. Um, every every press conference, has, he's been asked about it. He's had the pretty classless attempts of buying. Related journalists holding up shirts with with his name on, and 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 I think he handled that brilliantly. He's um and 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 uh, it, yeah, he just comes across. He's got a bit of Martin avuncular type of vibe yeah. about him, I think, as well as a as, as well as a slightly harder side to him as well, which I think can um, c- yeah can come out when it needs to. Um, and then in terms of the football, um he just says again, he just says the right things. He says what fans want to hear about how the game's going to be played, how he's his philosophy um, believable absolutely yeah. believable and you do just believe everything he says when he um when, yeah. when he talks you don't think he's just playing up to the cameras and he's and he just you know makes makes sense and he, and there's no games there's no kind of you know each press conference just seems like a, a bloke answering questions um yeah. in an intelligent way in a way that kind of suggests uh he gets the football club he gets the fans if you,
0: and if you remember how i described bill nicholson no spin no mind games set no tone. flannel no flannel, no nonsense, set the tone, is absolutely set the tone for those players as per the tempo. We'll come on to the Brentford game in a, in a second, but the tempo that we play at, and apparently that's what we train at. Bearing in mind I haven't watched any of the pre-season games because I don't treat that serious. It is serious if you are the player mm-hmm. and you're the manager and you're playing and you're getting fit, etc. but I don't treat it serious as per where we're going I think that is that needs to be judged when you are on the starting line as we were at Brentford and um, and we know we know how a lot of people said to me how much they're looking forward to this season and I think that's right as per are we going to win something probably not are we going to be entertained I think we probably will. Yeah. We're not going to win every game, are we, Howard? No. We're not going to win every game, but I think we're going to have a go trying. Yes. And I think that from what we've been through for the last two or three years, I think that's as much as we can ask for so far. So did anyone, either of you go to the game, Brentford?
2: Yeah. No, I um, was short of loyalty points by a considerable amount, unfortunately. But, uh ah. Uh, be there on Saturday for Man United of course yeah of course Watched on the sky, so four new
0: players four debuts yeah did anyone disappoint you um of I those thought... of those four
1: um I'm now waving
0: yeah good tell
1: <laughs> uh, um I'm not, I'm not sure um Van den is the one that stood out for me as a in a positive way. He really looked like a proper central defender, stepping yeah. in when necessary, clearing as much as necessary. Like
0: Heads it, it, kicks yep. it, yep. passes it to one of our players easily yep. with a bit of tempo. So he
1: was proper, great.
0: Proper centre-back. Yeah. Left-back, Howard?
1: Left-back. Um, was that Undogi? Udogi,
0: Ood, or... yeah, whatever his name is.
1: He looked pretty good. and I, I did see the pre-season friendly but he was in as well. Which, he looked, looked good.
0: Yeah, I'm happy with him. I'm very happy with him. Uh, Madison, I don't even have
2: to have to ask the question, Tom. Just two assists on your debut. Um, can't really ask for much more than... Um, yeah, it's what you were signed for, wasn't it? To kind of pick the lock and um, actually start uh, yeah, filling the Ericsson hole finally several years later. Um, I thought I thought Udogi was was, was really good as well. I think he he could potentially be our left back for the next 10 years, the way he's kind of started his career. But there's just one a couple of bits where I don't know if you remember Anthony Gardner. I don't yeah. want to compare them, but Anthony Gardner used to always worry me the amount he kind of put his hands on on on, on defenders when uh, sorry, on attackers yeah. when he was kind of shepherding them off the ball. And the couple times Udogi did that and um you're just kind of almost waiting for the ref to give a free kick. But uh, um, but other than that, I thought he looked he looked really really strong um defensively and as, as as well as as well as going forward and um and van der ben as well looked um looked really really good uh unlucky to have the ball deflect off him for
1: yeah for, for that. So i saw it
2: but you think that um you know as him and vicario start playing together more vicario might have commanded the area a bit bit more Yeah, you know, they'd have yeah. A more communication about what who's gonna go for what um mm. so I thought Vicario is uh is, is gonna keep us on our toes.
0: Um I get, but, yeah. I get that impression. I get that impression. He he um he was nervous to start off with, wasn't he? In possession yeah. of the ball. Yeah. But I think that's one of his strengths with the ball. He just took a bit too long early on. But um but yeah, let's see how that one develops. And uh Howard, any any thought about the captaincy decision?
1: Absolutely, I wasn't expecting it at all. Sonny is a lovely boy. And he can be enthusiastic, but I don't think he's, the rest of his game is strong enough, and rest of his character is strong enough to be be the skipper in charge there. And uh, I think also he's got problems with his, his playing, let alone the captaincy. This last yeah. season was terrible for him, and you can't judge it on one match, of course. But uh, no. he, he he disappeared for most of the game on Sunday. Yeah,
0: yeah it very I, wide, didn't he? He was very wide. He doesn't do a lot of movement before the ball comes to him. No. That worries me. You normally run on beyond the fullback and then check back and get it to feet. So he he was just waiting for the ball and mm. eventually someone would give it to him and he normally passed it backwards, which was not quite in the ange sort of salesman um, speak, was yeah. it? <laughs> no. So and and Kulu actually was a little bit similar to that, a bit more positive. than than son i just wonder when apparently 70 percent of supporters voted for son (laughs) and i think that's not not that that should affect any manager's decision and by the way it is only the manager's decision who's captain
1: yeah
0: it can only be the manager because that relationship is nearly as important nearly not quite nearly as important as the manager or the head coach or whatever he's called these days with the, the Levy character.
1: Yeah.
0: That, that's the, that's the biggest one. But the second one is the manager head coach with the captain. So I hope that, I hope that Son being made captain and remember, they've also taken two vice captains sounds a bit committee. Like for me, I don't like that. That word committee. Yeah. Um, I just hope that it's not a PR decision. And I hope and pray that Andrew would be strong enough. I'm sure he is. So, but I'm just throwing it out there. And I and I thought that that Sonny's playing his best football when he's smiling. Yeah. And he certainly wasn't smiling on Sunday. And you that could be the responsibility just sort of wearing him down a bit. I think he's a, um, he plays off instinct. That's my word for Son. He plays off instinct. And I don't know that instinct takes much part in the decision being captain. I think the the captain one is a consistency. Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. Doesn't get disappointed. Isn't slapping everyone on the back when they score a goal, he's back on the halfway line preparing us for what's coming next. So, so yeah, I just hope that. Um, but anyway, I wish him well. He's the captain of the club now, so so well played, son. And, um, but but I think the manager will note if it affects his game enough. And the Howard, go on. You got something? Yeah, yeah I,
1: I was just coming out. What, what you were finishing with there? Well, I was, I'm going to move on to the other player who not, didn't make his debut, but it was very, very disappointing. It was Richarson? It Richarson, yeah, He's, yeah. I, I've had a query with him since since before he came to Tottenham. He always seemed yeah, I mean, to get injured when when nobody else, when nothing else happened, to find himself in the wrong positions. Always just hit the, the, the couple of shots that he had on Sunday were the only ones yeah. that came his way. He wasn't looking for it. He was as he approached it, you knew he wasn't going to score because there's no confidence there making that that's yeah,
2: conviction at the moment, isn't
1: he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He needs a he needs a boost. And the boost. Do you remember when we used to say about Harry, forget August? He won't yeah. score in August. Yeah. 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 Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's let's just wait our time on that one. Keep our powder dry. Um, he sort of worries me, Rich Olsen, but um. He's never really had minutes to get his into his game. Mm-hmm. He's been bought in off the bench. He's been picked for the so-called lesser games, FA Cup and League Cup. And um, I'm not sure that's any way to put together a, a group of performances that, that gets you into the, the pattern of form. And, um, yeah, so... We're going to see how that one goes, but there was all these questions before the game, wasn't there? Is the goalkeeper going to be good enough? What about a new back four? What about Basuma? Yeah, is Basuma what we bought? And I think we've spoken about him on this podcast. Is he what we bought, or is he what we saw last year? He's
2: he's, he's what we hoped we were getting. He's the he's the Brighton midfielder from a couple of years ago that ran the show at, at our stadium when they came to play. Um yeah. And he was—he—he he absolutely dominated the midfield. I thought, and yeah, you know, Brentford what was it? They lost twice at home last season. They're a good team, exactly. And 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 they couldn't get near him. And yeah. he 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 had a bit of a, a bit of a Dembele swagger about him at times, the way he kind of didn't he just you know, turned and made space and shielded it, and um and and you know, you just look at it, look at the way he played and the way I and mean, how confident he's looked. So this since since Ange came in and and you just think, yeah. what, what did Conte not see in him to, to yeah. not want to play him regularly last season or at least give him a proper run of games yeah. yeah he was he was outstanding
0: I was starting to feel that Basuma was more interested in how he looked with the socks above his knee and couldn't see any of his skin and the the pulled over his his thumbs the shirt wow just play. Just play. Don't matter how you look. Just be good. Don't look good. Be good. And when he drove with the ball on Sunday, when he drove, that's what he did at Brighton. Yeah, He drove at them. And um, so with him and Madison, that's going to be a decent combination. And by the way, to still so cool. to come in, please, please yeah. make it get fit and come back in. So, So, yeah, so uh, all in all, we were satisfied, weren't we, for Sunday? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Satisfied. We look forward to the Man United game. I just want to mention something. Um, I think the FA have been about 10, 15 years too late with this one. But I love the new referee in ways. I love it. I love it. You want to ask the referee to give a yellow card? You're going to get a yellow card.
2: I think that's great. Time
0: taken. Time taken for the restart after a goal was a standard 30 seconds. No, it's gonna be whatever time is taken to restart that game. Correct. I've spoken to a referee friend of mine who says he feels that in the early days of this, and please keep your nerve, the referees, please keep your nerve on this. He feels they're a bit overzealous of putting extra time on for throw-ins that are taken too long, but so far, I think over two weeks in Division One and Two, whereas the 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 standard time of ball being on the pitch was forty-eight minutes, that's now gone up by ten minutes. I know you're getting some managers talking about the safety of the players with this extra time. And he's saying to me that he thinks the, the extra time is going to come down to maybe five minutes at halftime and about seven or eight at the end of the game. Uh, And, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's about right. So, um, but they've got to keep their nerve on it. Don't, Back off. Do you remember the fuss that was caused when we were when they were giving yellow cards for a tackling through the back of the legs? And everyone was up in arms. Oh, it's going to ruin the game. It's a man's game. It's a contact sport, whatever. There's hardly now a tackle from behind. Is there?
2: No. no. like I say, with, the, with with this time situation, it's it is it, it, a fundamental change, isn't it? And, and people will hate it to begin with. Um, yeah. but it will also. There's Kerry popping by, Um, and uh, but but but, you know it's it's if if it ends up affecting a positive change on the way the game is played, uh, and and the way exactly the way time doesn't get wasted, and 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 that time wasting can't become a tactic. uh, And there's more
0: value. There's more value for the supporter.
2: Exactly,
0: the supporter wants to be entertained. Is paying money for the ball to be on the on the field, not off the field.
2: Exactly. The the only other thing uh, I think the refs needs to do, like say, with the with the, the straight yellow for uh, holding the yellow in the face is when players go down and make the ref's decision for him, grabbing the ball with their hands yeah. before the refs blowing a whistle. Uh, that absolutely. should be an instant yellow, I think. I they're think gonna that, jump on it. Yeah, and but I think that because gonna... that's something that can click roll and and, and and develop into something quite a big problem, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah and, unless that take
0: away again. the game the, the the shout of game management. Game yeah. management mostly is cheating. You want to keep the ball and stop the team, your opponent scoring a goal, keep the ball. Move it, pass, move it, pass, move it, pass. And it's amazing how many times that ends up in their net. Uh, Howard, you wanted to speak? Sorry, mate, I was late coming to you.
1: We went over the same ground largely,
0: but. Yeah, same. You
1: and I have spoken about it many times in the past, but there was a game that you were talking about. In the late 60s, early 70s. And I remember I put, got the paper and the headline was, "Mallory says save our game. And yeah. Muller, Muller was our skipper at the time. And he was saying, the referee kept booking people last night in the game and it's going to kill our game because it's going to stop it completely. And of course, it was nowhere near as bad as it became. But it was... If, remember, if you
0: If you're too loose as a referee, that will cost us our game. Our game is more important than any player, past or present or future. Our game is more important. So it's decisions that the referees are making now that can save our game.
1: Yeah, I
0: I really feel that. So, um, Tom, you've reminded me earlier on about the night we had in July, Barry Dane's um, fundraiser that was... Helped by you, Tom. Uh, Glenn was amazing. Mickey Hazard, compared. Amazing. He
2: was well, uh, to dress up for it as well, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. With his uh, <laughs> sandals and socks Flip, combination. Flip flops, yeah. And I just want to thank Portsmouth Spurs, Somerset Spurs and Swindon Spurs for backing us on that evening. That was great. Thank you for turning up. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, I've got some talks coming up in... October, I'm in Bishop-Stortford, Scunthorpe, sheffield Doncaster, and North Devon. In November, I'm in South Wales, Dublin, and Somerset. And if you can't find details of any of these talks, um, go to or or write to me uh, by email on steveperrymanpublic at gmail.com. And I definitely will answer you. I always do anyway. But um, yeah, I can give you details, not that you've got a book or do anything, but if you just want details, I can give them to you. So, um, so yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, It's great to be back. Uh, Fantastic to be in contact with you, Tom, and you, Howard. Thank you for your Howard letter. (laughs) Much appreciated. And um, yeah, we're going to have, a decent week we're looking forward to saturday aren't we against man united so um yeah let's let's get behind the new manager and someone suggested to me uh, i think it was on social media that um harry kane had decided to go to munich because of the to escape the ule's <laughs> <laughs> i think if there's anyone who can afford Eulers to pay the fines Uh, it's Harry. But anyway, good luck to Harry as well. So thanks for listening and uh, yeah, up the spurs and we'll see you soon. Good luck.